Monday Night Life Podcast Hope is back. Brian Piercy here along with Jeremy J- Drager, Jeff, Jeff Skillman. He's and over there. All those names. <laughs> I was going to say, you're having some big issues already. It, it, it it's, it's that hangover. He drank himself silly last night. <sighs> I, I wish. I wish. Uh, no yeah. spoilers. So we'll as always, there. give us a call on the Whoop line, 714-75-WHOOP. Uh, email the show podcast at mnlhl.com. Follow us on Twitch. Subscribe to us. Look at the YouTube channel at youtube.mnlhl.com. Uh, we did post a video today exclusive on YouTube. Coach Ty sent the Nordiques a fire up slash strategy video. Um, I heard with a fully animated picture, too. Uh, the, pu- the pictures were beautiful. They were very well drawn. Uh, I'm surprised. I hear Ty is reading at a fourth grade level now. Yeah. Hey, hey he's, he's learning. He's learning mature. is fundamental. Little so. by little. Skillman, how are you doing over there? I'm great. Fresh off a win. Didn't get that speech or whatever the hell you're talking about. I mean, that I think it did wonders for you guys. <laughs> you should tell your coach, Ty, thank you. <laughs> but anyways, exactly. like, I, like I said, we do have the whoop line uh, available, and we got another message. So I think we should get to that one real quick. It's from our old pal, uh, Billy Baloney, as always. So uh, he gave us a call. I think it was Saturday. That could mean trouble knowing Billy. So uh, let's let's do a quick listen. Battery packs. Hi, it's your old pal Billy Baloney. I'm here to talk to you about Myco, which is short for Mycology. It's less of a company and more of a drawer that some guy had in his bedroom that started growing fungus in it. You know, I'd like to talk to you about it, but it looks like the Drapes are breathing. Hold on. Let me close my eyes. Oh, it's still happening. Anyways, uh, as you can tell, I'm not just their spokesperson, but I'm the best customer. All right. Goodbye. I'm going to go sleep this off. Billy Baloney, everybody. Uh, yeah, so, uh, Drager, I'd say you're closest to Mr. Billy. Uh, thoughts on that message? I think that wasn't acting at all. I'm relatively sure that Billy is trying his own supply and is uh, uh, just trying to relay the information over to us. I'm never going to rip on a Billy Baloney message. I say keep them coming in. Some are hitting, some are missing. Uh, that one might have been a little bit more in the middle, but I'm can, still a big fan. I can hear Bob Buecher going just a bit outside on that one. <laughs> that, that, Actually, I'm having scenes of the Fonzie jumping the shark right now, too. <laughs> Ah, Billy, do better, please. <laughs> He's got it in it. I, I feel for him. Uh, next thing on the agenda, though, 
I think the MNLHL would like to congratulate Mr. Gio Orlandi. His, uh, he now has a baby girl. I believe she was born, I think it was February 7th. He was at the arena last night. He had some champagne passing out to everybody, letting everybody know that great news. So super excited. I'm super excited for him, and I'm sure the rest of the league is too. Uh, I, I am re- the rest of the league. Yeah, yes, you are the rest <laughs> of the league. I was really happy to kind of hear about it. Um, I know that uh, him and Mariana has had like a uh, long journey to get to this point, so I'm really happy that they were able to uh, welcome in a, I believe her name is Vittoria, uh, bring her into right. the world. And so I'm really, really excited for him. I think he's in a really elated spot right now. He's basically saying it's uh, baby and the keg. You know, he's he's aiming for the second one right now, and I think he feels he's in a really good spot. So I know he's really, really happy right now. Yeah, I think that's great. I know he said it's kind of some life changing stuff happened with uh, his recent uh, whatever his procedure he had done. Having the, the heart baby abolition. girl. Yeah. yeah. So all that's really cool. So super happy for him uh, there. Uh, well, you're going to say life changing event. He has to clean shitty clothes now. <laughs> we got a picture of that when you in the North Stars channel. We got three pictures. We got two pictures of the baby and one picture of of her clothes in the washer. You you should see the fucking pictures I get from Gio. The most recent one was the fucking dick pic of him. Like, hey, this is where I had surgery. I'm like, I you could have you could have shaded up a little bit, but he decided to show the rest of us. I, I'm gonna say this. I'm kind of jealous of the baby pics. I'm not jealous of the pics he's sending to you. So, uh, Gio, keep those ones to yourself. He knows what I like, so it's okay. That, that's a deacon heart. What can I say? Uh, a next thing on the agenda is the Dicky Awards are coming as the season ends. My God, that's... The hits keep on coming. Dick, dick, dick. <laughs> so uh, if you go to news.mnlhl, it gives you the list of the awards that are coming up. I think there's also a suggestion if uh, you think of any possible new awards, make sure to get those in. Maybe a social media influencer of the year, podcast host of the year. I don't know. Proctor stopper of the year. The list goes on and on. So Which one are you eligible for? Probably none of them. Fair enough. But, uh, you know, I'm just throwing out possible ideas. Oh, wow. I mean, the Cocky Tiger Award over here. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Run away. <laughs> at least, at least he admits it. But uh, yeah, so uh, get those in. Uh, so kind of, I think we've heard some stuff about some people saying we cover the same thing over and over. So there was a subject I did want to go over real quick, kind of at least to some of us middle-aged to younger guys, probably close to our hearts. Uh, Disney Plus is bringing back the Mighty Ducks. Coming back is a 10-episode series. Uh, apparently it's in present day Minnesota where the mighty ducks are now an ultra competitive powerhouse hockey team. And they cut, um, Evan and his mom decides to start her own ragtag team. I don't know why they're going to be in an ultra competitive league, but anyways, you know, they have a wacky, you know, group and coach Bombay apparently joins them, uh, to see what happens. Jeremy, are you excited about the Mighty Ducks coming back? Not as excited as I was about like your late night talk show, like hyping up the show as like Emilio Estevez is sitting on the couch right next to you or something. But uh, for me, I, I think uh, I don't know how many people have watched any of like the Disney Plus originals that have come. Out. I think it's just been the Mandalorian, but kind of uh, I'm excited to try it out. I think the way that Sammy described it to me, as he said, he kind of feels like it's a Cobra Kai. If I know you watch that Cobra Kai was great where they kind of, I know you'd love it, but they kind of take the script and flip it and kind of make it a, uh, what you used to have as the good guys be the villains and vice versa. So I think that's kind of interesting concept. I'd be willing to watch it and try it out. Skillman, you're, you could be anywhere from 30 to 45. Uh, were you a mighty ducks fan? (laughs) No, 
<laughs> so you're 45. I won't watch this. Good, good feeling, Imani. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't watch the Mighty Ducks at all, girl. I, I watched them, but God, it's been years. Yeah, been a lot of years. They don't hold up as well as you like to think. No, uh, you know we we uh my kid wanted to watch Mighty Ducks, uh, my eldest, and we were watching the trailers. He was watching the trailers, and we we're looking. My wife and I were looking at him and go, "She goes, what the fuck is these movies? These are effing horrible." I'm like, "Yeah, pretty much." I go, "The real realistic, you know." I, but, it's it's the bad news beer bears for uh, was it the nineties? Really bad night? news beers have you had today? <laughs> Listen, if, if those bad news bears are got Walter Mondale as a coach and they're and they're chugging down, uh, you know, they're chugging down PBRs on the bench, then okay, maybe we'll give it a watch. That's how I remember the Hawks. That's how I remember the P- That's how I remember the bad news bears because I'm in that you know, thirty five to forty five range. You know, I heard you know, and I did hear about the that Disney Plus series, and I think it was uh, if you guys listen to Spin Checklist, I think it was uh, Biz Nasty that pretty much said he hopes it's true to life, as in, you know, that the kid gets throttled. Has to go make his own team, and then they come back to play the Mighty Ducks. And he goes, "If they're going to do this right, that kid needs to get throttled again. This time, <laughs> actually, them playing harder and dropping about twenty on them and breaking a few bones. Yeah, now that I'd watch. I think that'd be kind of funny because that's real. That's realistic TV, right there. I experience that every Monday. I don't need to look yeah, that. Yeah, that's the I thing. I, I feel like uh, I feel like it's a nostalgia type <laughs> of thing for us, but I also feel like it's probably going to be based towards kids. So you'll watch one or two of them. It's almost like a, a fuller house or a girls meets world type of thing where you're like, Oh, boys meets world. They grow up and all of a sudden you turn it on. And you're like, Oh, this is kind of based for, you know, little kids type of thing. And yeah. then you get disappointed. Mrs. Feeney instead of Mr. Feeney, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I'd like <sighs> to see where, wouldn't you rather see where Banksy is? Unfortunately, I think we know where Goldberg is as well. <laughs> Prison. Maybe <laughs> dead. I mean, maybe, maybe you could recast that role, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm kind of excited. Beer number two for Drager. Anything good there? Uh, well, this is a strawberry metaphor that Charles Mackey brought me uh, yesterday, courtesy of Holmes. I don't know what that is, but it sounds good. So uh, last thing on the agenda before we kind of get to the games is, unfortunately, it sounds like uh, Judge has now broken his collarbone and is going to be out for three months. No golf, no shooting, no hockey. So, uh, not a fun thing. He was there last night for the Nordiques game. How was his spirit? Uh, I think it was in a pretty good spot. He is still, um, he was kind of in that stage of like, yo man, I'm ready to play spring. Sign me up and I'll, you know, miss the first month and a half, but I'll be there. I was like, so you're going to play like the playoffs. And he's just like, yeah. And I'm like, that doesn't sound like a good idea, but the meds were doing good. They were doing great. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we talked to him a little bit off of that edge and say like, Hey, like, table it for spring i've made that same decision i'm not going to play in spring uh i had a long strong conversation with dr suits and he basically told me he's like you feel like you're good right now trust me you're not as good as you think you are so similar thing with me and judge uh take spring off uh and then you know if you have the opportunity you're feeling actually good at the time you can look to potentially sub to get those skates in and kind of ramp yourself up but in terms of how he was feeling last night, he felt, you know, pretty good. He was, you know, excited to kind of still be out there. His dad still came out. They still had a good time. Um, I mean, it, it does kind of suck. I think he's upset at the fact that he couldn't be out there, and he made that really clear. He's like, I wish I could be playing right now. But it's I've, – I've felt it all season. So it's there's nothing worse than watching as your, like, team is trying to do what they can without you. So And was um, that an Admirals game that he got hurt? Yes, it was. So, uh, Mr. Skillman, as an admiral, were you there and witnessed As the what GM happened? of the admiral, I, I was there did as you a witness. Him? Did you have yeah. him? Was it me? No. Uh, 
I was on the bench at the time. Just incidental contact on the those centerized boards, and he just fell weird. Incidental contact between his neck and my fucking stick. <laughs> I wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I felt bad. Obviously, it, on, it's, on our it, team. Sound, it sounds like from everything I heard, there was no dirty play. It no. was just one of those weird freak things, and it's not fun. And I think we all remember with Charles Rogers, uh, you know, gets hurt, comes back, he hurts his collarbone again. It's it's kind of a scary thing where you don't necessarily want him to be rushing back within, you know, he comes for the playoffs of spring, all of a sudden hurts it again, and then he's out for another three months or he has to get some kind yeah. of plate or something extra and he's out even further where to me it's don't risk it, let it heal out, heal up properly, come back for the fall. We're going to be here and we're, you know, fall's where it's at. It's for the keg, baby. So we did have uh, some games last night, opening round of the playoffs, best of one series. Not a lot of excitement in the results, but let's still go over them. Uh, first game of the night, we had the Tigers over there. Smile on Mr. Skillman's face already. Versus the Nordiques, 5-1's the result. Um, Skillman is the winning GM. I want to hear your rundown of this game. Rundown, huh? All right, so, I mean, they came out hot. Um they were, they were jabbing nonstop, and then we finally cracked them, got that counter punch in. I think Fister got our first first goal, mm-hmm. does his Fister things. And then uh, same thing. They came down. They're putting pressure on us. I chip a puck to Taylor. He takes it down, roofs, roofs cone for two. And then I think our third one came off of uh, Charles, banging one off the post, and then Ben putting home the rebound. And snap your fingers, it's 3 nothing end of first. And, I mean, at that point, it's kind of – I think we basically have ended the game at that point. Second, nothing happened. Just even play back and forth. And then entering the third, uh, they finally cracked us. A little sloppy goal. Uh, Drago get it? Uh, I think Kimmel. that was Kimmel. Kimmel, Kimmel okay. It. So yeah. I, there were two guys that like Drago the got crease. the assist. Kimmel was the one who finished. Hit off yeah. both posts. Um, yeah, Kimmel banged that in. And then uh, we had a late goal by uh, Ben DeShep in the slot. And then uh, some weird empty net rule. I don't know what happened on that, but goal was given to Charles. Yeah, strangely, they Charles is the one who was selected. <laughs> I, I, I support that for the record. I don't know what happened. I have no idea what happened. But uh, yeah, they stopped the play in the middle. They just awarded the goal. Fister had it on a stick, gave it to Charles. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what – was it because Combe wasn't off the ice? What, what um, did they do I think it's uh, – it was a weird situation. And so, like, it's the – it was, like, what, two minutes left, maybe two and a half. And then we got possession in – the tiger zone and then it's you know i don't care if it's three one four one eight one or one one it's like you're playing to try and win in uh well not one one but you're playing to try and get back in it so we uh i motion to pull cone cones coming to the bench kimmel jumps a little soon and then it's that weird situation where like the second kimmel jumps and you know cones coming it was the second possession flipped and it's going the other way and so they both kind of did like the are you going back am i going mm. back am i gonna keep like and i'm it just ended up being a situation where I think it wasn't like an official explicit call, but Joey kind of came over and was just like, it's either a, you know, too many men in the ice or it's a particular play. And I'm just going to award the goal. And I was like, dude, fucking we know there was going to be a goal going in there. Just do whatever you got to do. Game's over anyways. Does it really matter at this? Yeah. But uh, to kind of what Skillman's saying, I kind of felt like his assessment was correct. I think maybe it was. 2-0 at the end of the first, and then you guys scored, like, right at the start of okay. the third. Okay. But I think it's, like, we came out, and we tried to punch him in the mouth, and I think Hedis stood up, had a great game. I think the uh, 
the well-traveled Matt Lapoudre had a really great game. Uh, and Dedication. There, there was, I think it was the second goal or maybe it was a third, but, but one of them was just like the most fucked up goal in terms of like it hit multiple people and like landed right outside on someone's stick. I guess it might have been yours and went up to Matt Taylor. It was just a rough one to actually watch happen. And uh, Pete, I believe you were DJing for this game or at least the majority of the game. <clears throat> no, the whole game. Yeah, I was there for that. How, did, how did you see the game? Um, you know, I'm going to have to agree with both sides of it. I mean, so, you know, I mean, I saw the... They start the Deeks did come out pretty pretty well, but you know Hedda's kind of shut the door on him. You know you weathered a storm in the first ten minutes, and you know once the, you know and I hate to say it, once the Tigers put the goal in, you could see the kind of the, you know the weight get on those Nordique shoulders like oh shit here we go again, and you know the second once the second went in, then you know now you're in a, that position where it's like now you're no longer playing a structured game. Now it's like okay we're down to nothing. It's almost the end of the first. Now we have two periods to win the game. There is no tie take you know you got to win the game at this point so and then once they went down three nothing you know that's as Gilman said game over uh you know I think you know hindsight 2020 I think the the switching of the lines probably should have happened a lot sooner right when that game went to nothing the switching of the lines probably should have happened because I did see a little bit of an advantage the Deeks once they put uh once they got rid of uh Fenn and Kimmel and put Fem with uh I forgot who you had him with uh you had him with right was it Drago mm-hmm I can't remember who you switched, but you put Kimmel. You put you put Kimmel at center, and you had Fem at center. You had uh, I was uh, Kimmel with Rattler. Kimmel with Rattler. That's yeah. what it was. So once you put those two together, I did see a difference in the game for you. You were able to get that goal, bring it to three to one. But you know, then again, you're you know you're you're trying to drive. You're trying to get that tying. You're trying to get bringing in within one. You're playing a little looser. You're not you know your defensive responsibilities aren't what they are because you got you got to push that. You know, you got to you got to get that puck down there and try to score in. You know, you give up the fourth one, and that's pretty much it. That's all she wrote. So uh, one of the things that we have with the podcast is you earn points when you're watching live, and you can use those points for certain things. And one of them is you can mute people. Uh, looks Why like- do you say that about when I'm talking? <laughs> he should have interrupted well, you. <laughs> I let you complete your sentence. So it does look like that Pete did get Run muted for... I'm not going to actually do a full time, but I did just press a button real quick. So we can hear Pete. But the other people might not be. He's able still going to distract me the whole time. Then, <laughs> oh, it's okay. So, I'll give my thoughts on this game. I was like, I didn't see the whole game. I was watching it. I thought the Nordiques actually came out. They were controlling for the first whatever ten five minutes. ten minutes, yeah. something like that. Kimmel looked like he was on a mission. He was going good opportunities, good chances. We were thinking, and it was one of those things where you guys weren't scoring. And as a Whaler who's had problems getting goals all year, we started actually talking about. Man, this is one of those things where you guys get out to a hot start. You don't score goals. You kind of start squeeze. You start getting a little bit worried, a little bit antsy. What's going to happen? I actually went to try to use the restroom to make sure I was feeling good for the uh, my game. And all of a sudden, immediately as soon as I like leave the arena, I hear, er, er, I'm just like, what? What happened? Come back, one nothing. I think I walked back to our locker again, mm, two nothing. By then, it was just like, oh, crap. It was just like, what the hell happened? And next thing you know, it was kind of like, well, I don't know what the if I should change super quick and watch the end of the game. So I started changing. Hear it again, 3 nothing. I was like, well, at that point, not a whole lot of reason to worry about that game. Might as well just concentrate ours. ours. But it was disappointing because you guys got off to such a hot start, and you guys looked like the better team at the beginning. Well, that's, that's the thing. Like It wasn't, to kind of what you were saying, it wasn't a... We were, uh, you know, rolling the, you know, rolling at him hard and trying our hardest and we weren't scoring. Like, 
on the bench, the mentality isn't like a, hey, we're getting all these chances, we're not scoring. It's a, hey, we're you know getting opportunities, we have possession, we're doing well. The deflation doesn't happen until the Tigers come in and score one off of, like, we've had 10 chances. Again, I, I understand the shot clock in the back was probably doctored by Troy, but it was like 28 to 4. And then that they scored on their fourth shot after our 28th. And I know those numbers are wrong, but the that sentiment, that feeling's still there. And that's when it's like a we tried so hard to get nowhere. And then, you know, the Tigers come down and we're able to get one relatively early. So that's where more of the deflation kind of comes in. And I don't think we really felt it until like the actual third goal. And I think that's where like kind of what Skillman's saying, like the second period kind of slowed down, started to feel each other out a little bit more, but um, still ended up not being enough. To, to make something happen. Peach trying to try and distract me. Um, uh, oh, yeah. But the, the one thing I do want to call out, as much as uh, Coach Ty contributed to a victory last night, it wasn't for us, but he definitely contributed to it. Uh, he steps away. He's like, I'll be right back. I'm going to go take a piss. Steps away. Period. Uh, ends. We do the intermission speech. Uh, we go back out there. We score a goal in like the first, like maybe 30 mm-hmm. to 30 seconds to a minute. And like, woo, we're all celebrating. And I hear like, <laughs> it's like, oh, I was out there for this one. I was here the whole time. And I was like, yeah, sure you were, Ty. <laughs> Just like running to try and like be behind the bench when we score. It was like our one goal you weren't even here for. That was if you actually go to youtube.mnlhl.com and you watch Ty's video. Uh, I think it was about eight minutes long. Somewhere around the six minute mark, he starts talking about, I'm running out of breath here. Talking was a comedic moment. There's some other comedic moments. There's there's some snore fest as well. But uh, I would suggest looking at that. Uh, over back to Skillman real quick. Is one of the the big things is um, we knew that Matt Taylor had a hurt elbow. We saw him put into slack that he was going to try to give it a go. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to, and you had to get Fister in. Uh, is there any update on his uh, condition? Do you guys know if he's going to be able to make it next week or are you guys keeping that close to the vest as of right now? I mean, somewhat close, but bottom another week with the win. Um, probably won't check until the end of the week to see uh, where he stands. And uh, if we have to sub, we just, we sub and we move forward with what our options are, but no update right now. I'm not available for next week's subbing. I, uh, I will say that one of the mouthier Tigers was running his mouth at the bar and gave his insight into Matt Taylor's availability. Uh, I can be bought, and I can spread that information, or I can keep it, so that's uh, both you guys. Let me know. So, so what you was Hedis saying at the bar? You I never said it was Hedis. <laughs> I just heavily paying, implied it was Hedis. I'm not paying you anything. I already know about elbow injuries, and I've already had to deal with it with my father-in-law. He had an issue like that with the elbow. I already know what kind of recovery it takes, so... I wish him a speedy recovery. I hope he's there next week. I hope he's there for the whole series, honestly, because it's not a, it's not a fun injury and it's a bad location, especially if you're dealing with uh, infections and things like that. So yeah. you know, hopefully, if Matt Taylor's listening, get well, buddy, and we'll see you out there next week. Now, now, Drager, one of uh, the league's former nice guys, Mister Ryan Allen supposedly after the game did something. Do you want to give us a little insight on that? Sure. So, uh, and this is. Uh, totally on brand for Ryan Allen in the sense that like emotionally tone deaf at times for stuff like this, but always well intended uh, comes into the locker room after the win. You know, he played for the Nordiques last year and won the keg with us. So he still has a soft spot for us as he probably does with the Americans. Uh, but he comes in and he gives a brown paper bag to Cone and he says, Hey, I just want you to know this is, this is for you. Like good game guys. 
And, uh, you know, like Cone's just kind of like, like, I just don't fucking, I don't even want to fucking play this game. Like, don't give it to me. So he gives it to him and like he pulls it out and it's a bottle of Jack and a toothbrush, which, which is a reference to a, a Kesha song, the wrong Kesha song, but a Kesha song nonetheless. And then like, he's like, oh, you're good game guys, just want to do shit. And he walks out and when he's walking out, Cone's like, man, fuck you. He was just so pissed <laughs> off. And like, I understand Ryan Allen is like trying to be like, hey, win or lose, I would have done anyways. But that's not Cone's personality. And he was like, man, fuck you, man. So. Skillman, how how caught up are you on Kesha? <laughs> <laughs> Not enough. <laughs> There's other songs. I just, there are. Not just the, that one or whatever yeah. you guys do. Were you, were you aware of what Ryan Allen was going to pull? He, last he pulled night? it out. Well, he did, told me did, he had a did. had a present for him, and then uh, he pulled it out and he went to the other locker room. You know what? I, I, I like I like the new evil Dynamite side, dark side of Ryan Allen. I. I I feel like he knew what was going on. I feel like he knew what he was doing there, and he wanted to say, "Look what, look what you guys are without me now." I made him. Uh, Yeah, you know, sometimes the student surpasses the teacher. Exactly. (laughs) So uh, (laughs) let's move on to the next game real quick. If you if you want to call this a a game, now you can Uh, mute me. I haven't seen this one. uh, Let's hear about this game. So it was the Americans versus the Whalers for nothing. Americans with the win. I will say that uh, the game wasn't as close as the score indicates. Um, you know, going into the game, I looked at it. We were Owen or the Americans were three and O versus us. They beat us pretty good the first time, but the last two games went into overtime, really close games. I felt good about going into this game, kind of how our lineup was, how we were settling first, first shift Proctor gets a goal. I think it was a slap shot from the point. Rebound comes up. He puts it home. Not even on the ice yet. I think the second shift, Proctor was out there. Scores again. They were up 3-0 within the first 8 to 10 minutes. So um, it's one of those things with the Whalers. Obviously, our goal total wasn't the highest this year. It seems like it should have been a lot higher with the talent on our team. But it's just going down within that first minute and a half, two minutes, it was like, oh, crap, we need to get this back. Within the first three, four minutes, they get another one. It was like, ooh, we're in trouble. Three minutes, you know, three goals in, nine minutes, whatever it was. It was just like, oh, we're in fucking trouble there. It just totally screwed up our game. I'm sure people can relate to that, where last week we played them the same way. We had nice passes across. We were feeding into the neutral zone. We were having good breakout passes. All of a sudden, our full game plan just totally changes where we're forcing the puck up, we're going deep, we're taking shots we shouldn't take. Our just game plan totally went to hell. So it was, I want to say it's not a fun time. Yeah. And it was the situation where like the Deeks are in the locker room licking their wounds. And then uh, we're like, shit, there's a game going on. We hear the horn go off like, oh, go see who scored. See, it's up 1-0. And I peek my head out and it's 3-0. I'm like, uh, who just scored? And they're like, the Americans. Proctor did. I was like, who scored the first two? They're like, the Americans. Proctor did. I'm like, ooh. And I just closed that door, and I'm just going to be like, yeah, Proctor just got a natural hat trick to start off the game. And they're like, just another game! And I was just like, yeah. So um, it was very, very surprising how quickly that game got out of hand. I think to what like Piercy's saying, like, our game I felt was closer than the 5-1 oh, yeah. score it was. That one felt like it was kind of what you said. It was much worse than the four one score actually made or four oh score made it sound just because like I feel um kind of what you were saying like once you kind of have that 
that skate on your throat, it's like shit kind of went south. Yeah. Yeah. They then, you know, in the second period, they got another goal, which it was what it was. It was kind of out, you know, probably halfway between blue line and the goal that uh, Sips put home. But it just, you know, it was one of those things where it was almost a semi good thing where you could kind of go through the, those emotions of a loss during the game where <laughs> instead of after the game or near the end of the game, because I feel like in the third period, things could have got a lot more out of hand if we wouldn't have had that whole emotional breakdown through that, which kind of comes down to the next thing. Woods and Cam kind of had an incident. I don't know if either of you guys saw it. Uh, every single person that I was standing next to uh, was kind of following the player, like kind of doing their own thing. And then they all heard like a loud commotion and then looked over that way. And all we saw was the aftermath of it, which um, obviously most of the stuff that happened is, I guess the only true people who know are Cam or Cam and Wood. And they talked about it plenty at the bar afterwards. But um, like, sounds like a vague account Sounds like Cam uh, got a little bit of a spear, like a butt end of a stick or something like that from somebody. I think the Americans thought it was his own defenseman. Cam assumed that it was Woods. I'm not going to know who it was. Uh, and then Cam took the liberty of caressing uh, Woods' nether region with a, with a Brian stick. And then uh, after that, uh, you know, Wood turned around and gave him a, a good licking with the stick. So... Um, it sounds like they kind of got into each other. They were able to talk about it afterwards, so it wasn't as bad. But I think for the most part is emotions are going to run high. And I think the second anything happens, whether it's your own team and you don't realize it or the other team, like you're going to get pissed, especially with it's a goalie that got, you know, shelled pretty good early on, not getting run support from his team to even have a chance to try and say, hey, I can try and pull this back for us. And then anything kind of happens. Emotions are going to run high. But the second we're throwing sticks and dicks, it's already a problem. It's definitely a hard thing to, because like one of the things I was thinking about in the third period is, you know, you're mad, you're upset, you're not happy about the result, but at that point you're down for nothing. It's kind of, what are you going to do? It's in my head. It was like, don't do anything stupid. Don't let things get out of hand. I didn't actually see the play. Uh, from what I gathered from Cam in the locker room, he said that he got a, a, a stick uh, kind of to him kind of a, I don't know if it was a javelin, whatever it was. And then he, uh, what did you call it earlier? I called it a butt end. Maybe a butt end. That's yeah, probably a better word. Javelin, you know, yeah. one, one of those. Spear javelin, <laughs> it's all. Brick had a try. Brick killed a guy. <laughs> Once you might want to lay low for a while. Yeah, he, he well, he said he got that. He said Cam came into him. Uh, he s said, yes, yeah. so I gave him a nut shot. And then he said, uh, Woods gave him an elbow back. Woods, I heard, claim that he was, he's like, I'm almost like two or three feet away from him. So he claims he was way far away. Um, obviously, Cam's my goalie. I'm going to buy his story on this one. Another reason I'm going to buy Cam's story on this one is after the incident happened, an unnamed American was skating by the bench. And I'm going to quote, because I remembered to write this down after the game. I'm fucking embarrassed to have that guy on my team. The guy when he's skating by said about his uh, Mr. Woods. So when your own teammate saying that about a player, it does not make me buy one person's story over the other. Any thoughts on that, Pete? Well, I didn't see any of it. I mean, I've had my I've had my little run-ins with Wood uh, throughout the year, but me and you know, but the way I played it, I purposely try to piss him off because I have fun with it. 
between him complaining about my face-off skills that I'm always cheating. I'm like, yeah, and, you know, or, you know, he gave me a two-hander a couple weeks ago, which, you know, whatever, didn't, you know, I just, told, you know, I yelled, at, I yelled at the ref for not calling a penalty. Then he apologized to me after. He's like, I don't give a shit. You know, it's just a, it's just a slash against the wrist. Mine don't break. Others do. Um, Proctor. But, uh, <laughs> but no, I mean, you know, it's, you know, and it's kind of what was going on with our, our game, our scrimmage. I mean, there's no need for that kind of bullshit. I mean, especially if the game's out of hand, you don't need to go in as the team in the lead. You don't need to cause anything because you got the game in hand. I mean, I could see it if, if, Wood, if the roles were reversed and Woods on the Whalers and something like that happens, I could see it happen because you guys are losing, you got the emotions higher, some stupid shit happens, but there's no need for that. Honestly, there's really no need for it. Now, I didn't see it. I'm only going on a hearsay, but no need to cause anything when you're winning. Yeah, and I would imagine, Skillman, you're probably going to, unless it's really bad, you're probably going to back up your own teammate in a situation like that. I don't know. If, if I'm the <laughs> unnamed person and I'm seeing it a different way, maybe not. I mean, like you said, Pete said, it's, it's unnecessary at this point. You got a minute two left in the game. Nobody needs to get hurt. I mean, it's not going to impact the game at all. It's four zero. It's over. I think just, the big just end it. I think the big thing is like passions run high in that type of situation. <laughs> yeah. It's playoff. It's single elimination, and like just even like the slightest type of thing could like get you upset, and like shit will happen and emotions run high. It's not an okay thing to do, but it happens. Right. But the big thing that you don't want to have is to have it be a repeat thing, where it's like, hey, it turns out like. You know, uh, another person skates by Cam and Cam gets pissed and decides to, you know, take another shot at the dick. Like, now I have a problem with this and I'm having growing concerns. You and Cone had a big kerfuffle season one where you came in on him and he gave you the blocker to the face three times. And you guys still play every single week together. You've been on same team. Like, you, life goes on. You're able to survive without it. The problem and is and for the record, when he was doing that, I just, I just took it because it's like, it's a goalie. Take it. Don't get into fights with goalies. Don't the, get into fights in general. Their pads are heavier. They'll squish yeah. you. But Cone's a big guy, too. Let's let's face <laughs> facts there. I don't, I don't really want to mess with him there. But totally agree. You know, it's a situation there. Game's late. Yeah. I forget if it was before or after. There was a couple. There was one time where me and Manny were in front of the net. It was kind of like, I don't want to, like, cross-check him or push him or anything like that to get out of the way. But I kind of stepped into a position. He was pretty cool about it, like, knowing, like, I'm not going to fight for a position. We were both kind of, like, standing there. It's kind of like... Game's over. Let's not do anything dumb. Let's be safe. It's the reason why before the game, you know, Ben ran the defibrillation slash kind of CPR <laughs> thing for the league as of, you know, we want people to be safe. We don't want injuries to happen. We want the best things to happen. Same situation here where don't do anything dumb. Don't think, do anything to injure people. Don't do anything to uh, stoke people's fires, especially when you're up for nothing in a game going into the, right. you know, final three, four minutes, minutes in a game, just whatever tell, it was. Woods needs, Woodsy needs to understand that, that the Dickey Awards are just a piece of paper. There's really no, no like monetary There's no, no value. reason why you need to earn it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's a funny, it's a fun award. Uh, maybe he wants the cry sack award. I don't maybe, know. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. You just need to request permission to buzz the tower. Yeah. Like plain and simple. That's right. Negative ghost rider. The pattern is full. So based on these results, we obviously have our final four matchup which now moves into the best of three games. Uh, first game of the night, we're going to be having the Golden Seals versus the Americans. Uh, one of the big things going into this game is we know Proctor's going to be out already. 
Have we heard, I'll go to Skillman. You're in the ivory tower. Have we heard anything about them trying to get an approval for a sub as of yet? They are uh, not talking as of now. They have their options and they, that's kind of how they left it today. Boy, let's, let's, let's see. Who can they ask? Who can they ask? Maybe they're that's waiting not for playing. Matt Taylor. Uh, they, uh, the Americans gave a very, very definitive TBD on it, mm-hmm. but there's no permission for them. Like as of right now, the only people who are eligible to skate, you know, is probably going to be somebody who's in the league. And so they're probably not going to go external and try to find like a headless boy out of the random corners of the internet and then get yelled at when the guy does well or anything like that. So they have anybody in the league at their disposal, essentially, as long as they're not already playing and the person says yes. Yeah. Well, you got at this point now you got Serta. You got um what do you got? You sugar. Got sugar. Right? Yeah. Femme. Yep. Okay. Uh one strategy they might want to consider is bringing in the Proctor Stopper so that the uh Golden Seals can't sub him in another situation. Just just a thought there. So, so bring in the Proctor Stopper so the Seals so, can't have him bring in the Proctor Stopper <coughs> when Proctor's not playing. It's fucking genius. It is. It really is. <laughs> it just makes so much sense. It's stupid. It's big brain level shit, and we're just we're just too slow for it. Yes, we are. Uh, super quick. So uh, Those headphones are on tight. So everybody in this room knew that uh, Troy left a last second voicemail that we didn't know what it was about because it happened right when we were about to press play. <laughs> Apparently, it was about the Whalers. So we figured it was about the North Stars and the Tigers. So we're going to backtrack real quick, and we're going to play that voicemail so Troy can probably rip on me a little bit and have fun. So uh, let's hear what he has to say. Hey, boys, Sniper Otto just resting up for the big playoff tilt with Skillman next week, and the Hedis should be great. Kind of underwhelming slate of games. I was kind of hoping that uh, one of them would go to OT or something like that, but not. don't want to pile on the Dave P and the Pesos, but just curious, uh, trusted voice, you think this is the end of an era? Is this the end of the Trent Serta Whalers? As we know it, I kind of sense that it is, but you're in the room. Thought maybe you'd have some insight. Have a great show, boys. I'll hang up and listen. Ah, I think you need an apology right there. He thought he was gonna make fun of you. He actually asked a very legit question for you. Yeah, he doesn't have he doesn't have backhanded compliments later on the whole all. thing at all. Not at all. No, I think <laughs> that was actually a pretty good I think that was a pretty good question. Yeah. Usually it's like, I'm not here to stroke my own ego, but sniper, a top ten scorer in the league. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Listen, here to call it and say the I North Stars know. won last night. I don't know. Nah, we I don't know what he, what kind, what he, what deal he's made, but he's put pucks in the net this year. So what are you going to say? So going back to the Whalers, I guess real quick is one, the Whalers. Yeah. Our record wasn't as good as it was. We didn't score as many goals, but I do think we did have a good locker room all year where it was last year. It was kind of a similar record with the seals. I would say where we were near the bottom. We still were in the playoffs, but there was a lot of that tension of like, we're not playing good. Things are rough. We always had a good locker room every the whole year. People got along, I would say. So it was a good time the majority of the time. I had a fun time this year. But as far as, I don't know the situation with if both of those guys want to continue on with GMs. I don't know if there would be a chance of trading GMs. But I do think it's tough with the way that the league has progressed with talent of winning with those two guys in general. Um, realistically, they're both probably second-round picks. But I don't think that you could, and when I say second round picks, like 
earlier second round picks, maybe to mid second round picks. They're not definitely late. So you can't give one of those guys a third round status in the draft. You have to give them a one and a two. So essentially having an, an early first round pick and maybe more of a early to mid second round pick, it makes it very hard going out of the draft like that. So as far as their chemistry of picking teams, I think it's tough, but I think when you look at the draft, like everybody said, we did have a good draft. We should have done more. It was just hard for me to put like what our lineup was, what was the right lineup to make us win in these situations. It seemed like we tried a bunch of different lineups. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Skillman, what are your thoughts on that? Like kind of two second round picks compared to uh, a one and a two clearly or a one and a three clearly of how that's going to work. We'll never make it a two and a two. I mean that's well you they, you can't like I said it. you you yeah. can't you can't do a two three with those guys they they want to do a two three which is we all don't agree with those rankings at all I mean trying it as a three is a I mean absolute steal so yeah. it will never happen um, I think it needs to be blown up it'll help them if you get a bender with one of the top guys uh, just give them better options drafting I mean they're stuck with those two top guys every year it's it's not working. And I, I would say it's, it's one thing if those guys were, you know, making the finals every year type of thing. We want to keep things together, but they they haven't been. So the hard part is, is do they both want to stay together or do they both want to continue as GMs? And if they don't, how would things change then? Uh, the way that I kind of view it is um, you could argue, like I think Trent's a second rounder. I think most people feel relatively comfortable saying that he's like a, high second rounder, early second rounder. And then Serta, I personally would put him at the end of the first, kind of where he is now. Uh, some people, and I think Serta also agrees that he could be a um, also in that same spot with where Trent is. However, um, my opinion is it's kind of here nor there. If you got them both in the second round and then you just kind of continue the draft as normal and you just said like, yeah, you came later. It's just, it, it, your team is still built around those two players and it doesn't seem to gel and like I, I forget who I was talking to about it last night, but I think the problem is that they just don't have, they just, they just don't play well together. And I think they're they they're two guys. They like each other. They like playing together. But like sometimes, like you just don't have that chemistry where you're able to actually make something happen. Well, I, you know, and I, I don't want to throw. Well, I actually do. I'm gonna kind of, kind of just lay the gauntlet down. The problem is, is, I mean, every year you're not drafted until the third round. You got Trent Serta. You don't draft your first real player until the third round because you're st- you're pigeonholed with those end two. Of third. Yeah, end of yeah. third. But Serta's in phenomenal shape. He deserves a first-round status just with the motor he has. Uh, maybe high second round, just like the way I fell, too, depending on the talent. He can easily slip to the second round. So, yeah, you can theoretically say they're two and two. Problem is uh, Trent. Trent had a very off year. I mean, I've seen Trent play a lot faster, a lot stronger, a lot meaner. He didn't have that this year. And I don't know if it's... Hey, I'm getting older. I just don't care anymore. Or is that, what is he like? Twenty six? No, but I mean, yeah. But again, you you'd be surprised in your late twenties, early thirties. I mean, you're forty now. You look at you. You're slow as hell now. Um, but um, but I mean, it, you know, is 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 Trent putting in you know the the stuff off the ice to keep himself in some kind of shape where he can still play at a high level? Because frankly, we're you know with that you know things start slowing down in their mid twenties. If you're not working out, if you're not keeping yourself active, guess what happens? You're you're shit on the ice, and it starts showing. So yeah, Trent is a second rounder, but is he holding second round status? I mean, when you think about everybody else has been in the second round, how they how they're playing, is Trent 
playing at that same level. He should be a second rounder by all means. Is he playing at that level though? Yeah. And it's one of those things. Yeah. I think it's actually tough. I think in some ways the teams that have GMs with earlier picks. Yeah. It's super nice. If you would say like Trent and Serta say year two, they're both, you know, maybe top five picks like, Oh, that's a huge advantage all of a sudden. But now it's not quite there. Now it turns into a disadvantage and almost like later things like almost like the Deeks. If you're set up right by that ping pong ball, all of a sudden that puts you in a better position. So, yeah. And like, it can happen like, cause this is, and this is just kind of me speaking anecdotally, but this is the second year out of four where the Deeks had the last pick of like right at the curve. So we had six and seven and then this past year we had seven and eight and it's, it's challenging to do that in my opinion. Like I, I can understand people might like that, like especially in like fantasy football and stuff, but I think actually I'd prefer to not have that position. The whalers are all pretty much baked into that every single season. That's well, I, one of the I actually, that they have. and I'm sure you might've remembered this. I made the argument that it's based on the lottery balls. It should have never mattered where your keeper picks were. It should have, the lottery balls come up. That's where it is. Cause realistically you could make the argument of, does it really matter if, Maybe by um, maybe by subbing status as it would, but if the Whalers got the number one pick, and you say Sturt is there, mm-hmm. Trent's the last pick of the second round. Well, now they get the first pick of the third round. That's going to help them out. Maybe that's an advantage there. Maybe that helps them out for subbing. There could be some issues there. I don't think that's the end of the world. But getting that like first yeah. pick in the third round could be better. So my argument there is you should essentially assign a draft pick to the keepers or the GMs beforehand, let the ping pong balls fall where they are and just deal with it. And sometimes that can end up working out and making sense. Um, I think uh, that's kind of viewing it similar to how we did with the goalie draft where like for cone being a goalie, everyone was like, you guys got such a steal of cone at the end of the draft. And I was just like, I was going to get cone regardless. There's no steal. It's just, he's there. And they're just like, if he went first overall, it's not like I would have been like, oh, sorry, Cone, I'm going to grab myself a J-Flow. Thanks for trying. Come back next year. Like, no. Cone, you're cut. Yeah, like he's he's my GM. He's going to be right there with me the whole time. And so, like, it's basically just like a we could have had Cone not be in that, you know, uh, goalie rotation, and it would just ended up exactly the same. It's the exact same kind of concept he did that for draft round. Say, hey, I think Serta is the number eight pick let's say and i think that trent is the number 10 pick and we just say all right that's cool you kind of land in that spot and then we just adjust the picks around them to make it work but i don't think that'll end up affecting too much i think the one concern is think of you if you had proctor as a gm proctor's a gm and he is slotted in for the first overall pick or matt taylor whoever you want to debate who's better but one of those guys in the first overall pick and then I have the opportunity and uh, the team that has Proctor, Proctor's team pulls the last draft ball. So they're able to draft the number eight pick. Having Proctor and turning around to get a Pete or a Femme is a fucking scary key. That's scary as shit. Like, that's a good team no matter how you slice it. And then it goes all the way down and, like, it just have that, like, sh- left shift advantage. That's the exact same thing as if the Deeks had their entire team and we traded Femme for Proctor. Like it's, it's a different team. So you can't really, it's, it's you a have tough to situation and it's, comes together. it almost makes, like I said, it almost makes it easier. I would almost say like third to fourth round is like the earliest you want a GM to be draft position wise. And then possibly one that's a little bit later. I think that's like 
to have a good, fun, solid draft is like the best way to go on those situations because then you kind of have that early but not super early one where you're going to get totally screwed. You have a late guy, and I just think it's really hard when you have those like Shawnee. You know, they got Fister this year, and that was a great pick, and it worked out really well for them. But they've also had last year, it's like, okay, Shawnee's a first-round pick. We know he's late there. There's not that dominant second guy. You know, Fister was a guy we saw skate only a couple times. People, Some people knew about it. Give Hedis credit. He was saying, I think he's a first-rounder. I think he's a first-rounder. He was saying it on the podcast, but not everybody was listening. And obviously it worked out. Next year, he's going to be a first rounder. You're not going to get that combo together again. Not to say, you know, talent has grown in a lot of areas with MNL, but it's a tough situation. So when you have those first round guys as keepers, it can be very hurtful for you. I'm just smiling here. I'm like, you guys keep picking those guys in the first round. I don't mind dropping and dropping and dropping. I love it. (laughs) Hey, Pete, just for the record, I've been consistent where I said I would have picked you. I know. Like I said, I, I think I've subbed 122 times this year. I'm loving it. <laughs> so, uh, you know, now that Troy's uh, voicemail uh, kind of disrailed us, let's get back on the agenda. Back to the Golden Seals and the Americans. We know Proctor's out. We know that... Um, and Taylor's probably out, too. Eh, we are not to that game as of yet. But, oh, sorry, uh, I'm talking about That's a different game. I'm, we, we don't know who the potential... We don't know who the sub is of yet. It feels like the Americans are being silent on that. We know Pete's potential. We know there's a lot of guys that are uh-uh, potentials no as of there. But uh, what do you think the keys are to this matchup? Uh, I think that a big thing, and I know I'm sitting right next to Skillman, and he said he's going to stay quiet. The Americans are TBD. We have a potential Matt Taylor out, and we have Proctor for sure out. You have literally the top two guys in the league out in two separate games. I have to imagine these guys are probably going to be fighting over potential people to try and pull in. I think that's going to be big in terms of how you manage and put together your team. You're probably going to have a couple more outs outside of that. Um, But speaking directly to the Americans and seals, uh, I think it's if the seals operate their game plan the way that they want to, they've been prepping for this playoff situation for a long ass time they've been i don't know if you've noticed it but every single week they're like oh we're gonna try out a different person to be on it's it's shawnee fister and mystery guests every single week for the past two months it's been intentional to basically have a tryout for who's going to be in that spot and i think they landed on ruble ruble's going to be filling in for the general during this i was just going to say that we know the general has not played in a while and there's potential subs there and we've talked about this in other podcasts skillman do you think it's an advantage or disadvantage by having the general out? Advantage. I mean, general's a good player. Sneaky. He's pretty deceptive with his speed. I mean, some people won't think he always has that speed, but he can break. <laughs> but, man, he, he's got that nasty backhand. He can score. Um, but I think he does, doesn't have that endurance. And if you put a ruble in, it just doesn't stop. He's just go, go, go. Last night, I know it was a scrimmage. I think he popped four or five goals. I mean, I, I haven't seen him but shoot no like that. Check. I mean, which is, eh. No back okay. check. Right, I'll let Don't it go. Worry. Scrimmage. But that's the thing. One of the things you have to remember is they have to pick of the litter. And it's you can take with, anybody that they feel. Yeah, when you know General's out and you have three teams and the Ducks, the Deeks, and the Whalers out, uh, you have a good opportunity to say, like, who do I think, who is eligible, who is the right fit for this? And they've been able to think about it for a long time. So, like, I think the General is a massive threat when he's on the ice and when he has his shifts up and down the ice. But when you're able to say like, Hey, he's out now I have to find someone who's able to play next to Shawnee and Fister and that's got speed. 
I can add more speed, sure. Like when uh, they had Edge against us, Edge played a fucking great game against us uh, on that line with him. So if they're able to tinker and do whatever they want, get a call up that works for them, it's going to help them. Yeah, so uh, let's just talk. We know Proctor's out for game one, assuming he's in for game two and three. Uh, Golden Seals, the Americans. Pete, who do you think is going to win this series? <sighs> Who's going to win the series? Well, if you go by strictly on paper, you think the Seals are going to win the win it easily, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Proctor's already laid down a goal and said, I'm just going to throw three goals on you in under five minutes. So I think the, I think Flo's playing pretty well. I think the I think the Americans are going to take the Seals. I'm, I know Whoop is going to be fl- going off the handle right now. I was like, but, 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 but we did so well. We did so well yesterday. We scored 12 goals. I you know, I've been watching the Seals very carefully. I watched them very carefully last night since they were very smart and keeping their full lines together and playing their full lines as hard as they could yesterday. I kept a very close eye on them um, as I wasn't back checking and just keep seeing what they're doing. I think the Americans can pull this off on this one. One thing that I kind of want to point out, too, and I, I'm not going to count out the Seals at all, but the... Uh, whoop stradamus running his mouth in slack basically being like a proctor doesn't have it this is the time where proctor's gonna lose and then proctor comes in and takes control of the game really Mm -hmm. quickly i i know you know whoops probably rooting for the upset just in general but i think he's sleeping a little bit on proctor and proctor is exactly where if you've ever played any season with proctor you know for a fact that he does not like coming in in first place he likes to come in at like a second, a third, and then turn it on. He's begging us to lose last year. Lose some games. Let them jump over us. I don't want to go in with a target on our backs. And this season, he doesn't have that. It's yeah. the exact same situation with the Americans from season three, where or season mm-hmm. two, where they were in third place and came in and were able to go the distance and then take down the, uh, the Seals in two. So it's where he wants to be. So you have the Americans winning in two? I didn't say that. No, I'm talking <laughs> about history. If you so read the so books. since you were going, what's your actual prediction? So, so my prediction is I think it's going to three, uh, personally. And I think in the end, um, the I think the Proctor magic might not be enough. I think um, we need to have Antioch show up for the Americans to have a really good chance. Like last night, they played really well without him. And I think Turtle was a great substitute in for him. But uh, it's to play a really dynamic game for him and has to have both Pauls running and playing. So I'd probably say um, I'm probably thinking that it's going to be the Seals in three, but I would not be surprised when it being the Americans. Yeah, I'm just so very quickly. I'm going to keep it really quick. But I would say it's like because you go down, the, you go down the lineups. I mean, goalies, it's pretty much a wash, right? Flow is flow. Dylan is Dylan. I mean, they're big goalies and they play they play big in the net. I mean, Great Dylan tennis. was Dylan was making just phenomenal saves yesterday. Um, you look at the defense. I don't know if I give, you know, I might give the edge to the the Americans on the defensive side, especially with star and edge back there. A lot nastier defensemen than what the seals have. Um, and, and, and just case in point with what we played them. I mean, we had a lot between the two games the North stars played. I think we kind of blew the doors out of the seals and had a really tough game with the Americans. And it, I think it was more getting to that second level because Seals forwards wise, I think the Seals have a stronger forward core on both lines compared to the Americans. But I think once you get past them, that's where you start seeing where the Seals aren't as strong as the Americans on the defensive side of the uh, defensive side. They rely on Dylan to be phenomenal. And if he isn't, mm-hmm. you can have blowout games. And that's where I think that that's where I think he's going to be. And Proctor shooting and he's a pretty good much sniper. We're coming over to you in a second skill, man. But first, I just wanted to say, man. 
I really hope the North Stars draft me next year, Troy. Please draft me. That way, Grandma Gia will love me. So, um, get those points in now. <laughs> Skillman, give me your analysis. Seals, who do you think is going to um, win? I'll take the Seals in a sweep. Ooh. I think Dylan's going to be a difference maker. Um, last night, again, just a scrimmage, but you're starting to see that playoff, Shawnee, and it's gritty, and he doesn't stop. Uh, it's it's tough to tough to handle. I've played against it year one, um, and then he just got Fester. I, I think the those goals are going to come. I think game one, not having Proctor is going to be way bigger than this room thinks right now. You can't replace them. Uh, they're going to struggle offensively in that first game, and that could be all she wrote. It could be over quick. I'm I'm a, I'm gonna bring in a little bit of Hedis right now. I just want to call for my boy Fem. Is Dylan Bain? Uh, fucking comes in and trashes him. Americans, if you want the W, call in my boy Fem. He's Dylan Bain. I'll fuck him up. Call me in. Yeah, I. Dylan can. You said you're fucking not available to Sunday. No, call me in. I'm just gonna say no. No. <laughs> just, he just wants that. But that's exactly what Dylan wants to hear, though. Dylan's like, oh yeah, let him talk shit about because that's what gives him energy. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know a secret about Dylan, though. I can, you know, the Americans want to pay me off. I know a secret about Dylan. That may, uh, that may kind of turn the tides. Dylan, I hope you do some shopping before next week, Monday. So uh, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll wrap this up. If it was all even the whole series, I would have picked the Americans. I think I told, I picked them to win the coming first in the regular season. In the preseason, I thought they had the best talent, but obviously Proctor's out the first uh, game of the series. So I'm going to take the Seals there. I think Seals will take the one. I think just essentially having it, uh, you know, had to take one out of two is just too much for the Americans to overtake. I'm going to take the Seals to win this one in the end. And that kind of uh, moves us over to the North Stars versus the Tigers. Obviously, Matt Taylor, his injury status is going to be a big uh, factor in this one. Uh, we have two guys in this one. So we're going to lay off them just a little bit Thank over you. here. Um, what do you think the keys are here, Drager? Uh, I think the keys for the series is um, I think the North Stars are going to show up in full force. And I mean to say that you're going to have as many people show up as possible, at least some of the key contributors. I know math is uh, on that injured list right now, and he's kind of questionable for that. But, uh, you know, as much as I love math, math is no Matt Taylor, which I think the Matt Taylor Slocum situation where we got uh, Ben in for Slocum, who is a great player to fill in for that. Um, but just kind of those questions, that chemistry that's kind of shifted up on that uh, top grouping of guys might be a challenge. So right now I'm leaning towards the North Stars taking it. Um, I think I won't discount the Tigers at all, just because as we saw last night, they can take control of a game really quickly and make shit happen on will. But uh, the North Stars aren't the Nordiques. So it's a, it's a little bit different. Um, I'd say with how motivated the North Stars are playing this year, I see them being propelled on almost that alone. So that's that's where I lean right now. Um, but it all kind of depends on that big enigma of who's coming in for Matt Taylor if Matt Taylor's not in. Because that's the thing. We keep on talking like he's not going to be in. And if he's in, Matt Taylor, even 80% is a concern. Have we heard anything about the Suits versus Hollywood? Uh, yes. I, yes, that, yes. So that's we, official. We it's yeah. official. Go ahead. Um, so Suits pretty much, uh, pretty much pulled himself out of the playoffs. He put it on our North Stars channel. Pretty much said, "Look, I've played two games. I'm not 100 percent comfortable on the hip yet. If I would have came back at least four some weeks earlier, you know, I think that's kind of what he said. If I came in a little bit earlier, I could have had more games on the hip and really give it a give it a go. 
but he goes, he's not comfortable. He's not confident that he can play the playoffs on his hip right now. And he just, he says, it's not fair to the team if I go out there and I can't, you know, I get myself hurt again. So for the playoffs, we have, we will have uh, Doc Hollywood in for the whole uh, set, which is, you know, I mean, which is, as we've got to talk on a podcast, right? It's, you know, you're yin and yang type deal. It's a little bit different player, but still kind of the same player. It's it's a shame because Suits did pay for the league the whole year, and we would like to see Suits out there because that's how who started it. But again, he he himself said, "I just can't do it. I don't feel comfortable doing it." And he's a medical professional; he knows yeah. his limits pretty exactly. well. So I I you got to respect the decision to be able to say like, "Hey, I'm going to sit out." You know, him and I had a long discussion about like not trying to overdo it, and he kind of mentioned that he's like, "I I'd, I'd do it if I could." He's like, but I know I wouldn't be doing myself the service, and I'd be doing the North Stars. Service. And this is not auto influence. I know that's gonna be the next question. It is not auto influenced. No, I, I mean, uh, <laughs> stay home. Realistically, that's a tough thing because there's a situation where obviously you probably want to play. Yeah, but it's also a situation where, especially with him, he's a doctor. He knows what can happen. Is is it worth playing a couple different games to then set yourself back and then to miss another? three, four months. So I get it. What are you doing over there? Just pointing at the fact that the wings won. For I once. know they came back from three, yeah. nothing. It's a shame. Yeah. We don't want them winning. <laughs> no, don't, we do not. Don't, don't worry. Dumb It'll asses. take a lot for them to be able to get out of that last spot place. Keep talking. Well, yeah, it, you know, you don't want to do anything dumb. It's kind of like we were talking about earlier with judge, you know, coming back. Oh, I, I, I can play during the spring. You just have a collarbone. You think it's been healed, but it's maybe not a hundred percent fully healed back to where you want it to be and then you re-hurt yourself and then you're out for half the the fall season so i'm glad that he's being smart um my situation i felt like uh hollywood was a harder player to defend but i i feel like for a bender that might be the case because he's more east west kind of guy uh compared to a north south guy but that's just where my weaknesses are are as a player so yeah i described it as i think suits is the harder player to defend but Doc makes the team better. And so I think Doc might make it better, like make, make the team play better against a, uh, you know, topper end talent of a team. But Suits is taking advantage of the lower end talent. So I think it might technically be a wash in my opinion, but it's just where they're targeting. You know, it's where Suits is able to shoot right down the throat of somebody and get past them versus, you know, somebody trying to elevate the players around them. Just two different style players, you know. So Skillman. I don't know if you're going to actually answer this question, Ugh. but uh, do you have a preference, Hollywood or uh, Suits? Neither. I've never played against Hollywood, which is uh, odd so far. I yeah. missed that last game, the controversial one <laughs> that we want to talk about for a week. Um, Wasn't the oh, controversial yeah, that, one where you brought was, in uh, Matt that's Taylor's buddy? The Whalers. No, no, that was that was no, the that controversial post. one with the, the goal at the end. The... No, no, no. The controversial one was the one where they played Matt Taylor against the Deeks. Or is that the other controversial Tigers game? Oh, wait, Which what, one what, are we Spisiak? talking about? Is it the Spiziak one? <laughs> I don't know. There's just so much controversy with the Tigers to dig through. I just don't know. Which we're talking, one we're about talking about the North Stars in this. Fuck we don't talk about you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so you've never played against Hollywood? I have not. I've seen him. Seen him a couple times. A uh, good player, like you said. He's a playmaker. It does make that team better. Uh, no preference either way. Uh, suits is, like you said, tough to defend. He's just 100 miles an hour. But, yeah, different different play styles. So uh, I'm not even going to ask you, too, about who you think is going to win this series. SP. Uh, no, 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 no. no. I, you, both, you both think, at least I hope so. I hope you think your own team's going to win. Uh, I think I went to Draker first, so I'm going to do the first pick here. Uh, 
I'm going to go with the Tigers. I'm going to assume Matt Taylor's back. I feel like. Didn't Matt Taylor play when we beat him? I don't, I don't care if he does. I'm saying I what I did. think my pick is. I, I, th- I think, I think Hedis, I feel like he's been playing good the last couple of weeks. I feel like he's rounding into form. I feel like we've only seen the best of Matt Taylor a few different times. And when he really needs it, he'll step it up and he'll go through everybody. So <laughs> I think when it comes down to it and I know Pete, you know, in his head, he's like, I can stop anybody. So I appreciate that confidence. You know, I'm the proctor stopper. So I totally get it and all, but, uh, I'm going to take the Tigers to win this one. Uh, Mr. Drager, what are your thoughts on it? Did you miss the part where I already gave my opinion on this? I thought I went first. No. It's, don't worry about it. Just, I, I was just like, say it again. Change your mind. <laughs> uh, I have a really good feeling that the Whalers are going to win it. <laughs> Apparently, I wasn't paying attention to Yeah, you clearly you. weren't. No, what I said was uh, I think it's going to be tied down to uh, a lot of the personnel pieces and all that type of stuff, but I think the North Stars have the... Uh, the fucking fire right now. And so I think that's why they're feeling it. I don't think that it's going to be a, you know, 13 is 13 or whatever the fuck they do. But uh, I think the Tigers are going to push them hard. And I think I said, I don't would not be surprised if the Tigers win it. I think that they easily could, but I think uh, it's two teams that are hitting their strides right now pretty well. And so that's why I kind of gave it the nod to the North stars. Cause I think they have, um, I think it was Troy who said it, that there's not a single keg winner in the room. Nope. And so the fire is there. Nope. Uh, you look at every time of the year, you look at the um, there's three kegs amongst the GMs of the Tigers alone. And I'm not saying that they don't want it because like, you could tell that they want it. Uh, trust me, there's been enough controversy with the Tigers to show that they want it. But uh, the, the key thing out of that is that there's a huge, huge drive for the North Stars. And I think if there's going to be two teams that come out at that same level, I think that might just be the kicking point over. Yeah, if the rumors are true about the ivory tower when it comes to the Tigers, they definitely want it. And when I say rumors, <laughs> I'm talking about Skillman exclusively, about what kind of guy he is in the ivory tower. Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> Bring on all comers. And this regular season is over. Playoffs have started. I don't give a shit who scored what last night. You're looking at the last year's leading goal scorer. Point getter, excuse me, leading point getter. This is my time. I have fun in playoffs. Let's bring, let's get going. I, Troy I, I, knows what he's getting. He knows what I'm going to do out there. I, I didn't even think about this, but I'm not, now I have to now I have to get to, to the Pete, por, uh, you know, Pete portion of the, of the podcast. No, you do not. You um, do not. I'm ready for Monday. I, I said I had to. So there was some stuff about you essentially training your body to peak during the playoffs. Are you, are you feeling like you got there? No, I'm an old man. I'm an old man. I just like playing the playoffs. No, actually, if I if I told you what the hell I'm dealing with now, I may I may miss spring. We'll see. Yeah. You know, I may miss spring. I might have to go through under the knife for a couple of things. Jesus Christ, dude, you already signed up. I know. You know, you know uh, don't, uh, worry, I'll be, uh, don't worry, I'll be there by the end of my Him and Judge will split a spot. <laughs> no, thanks. thanks, Judge. <laughs> no, no, I mean, what do I do for my body? I mean, there's no, I've, I've told you guys, there's no question. I've been working out this whole year with my brother-in-law and stuff like that just to get myself back into shape because I don't like being fat. I, I don't like being over, uh, you know, I don't like being over 220 pounds, you know, so I like to keep that, you know, that sultry, oh, you know, I 220 naturally, baby. 220 naturally. You know? As a fellow uh, person over 40, I, I know what you're dealing with there. Yeah. So, uh, no, I, so, know, so does Skillman. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm on the, so I'll put it this way. I'll put it this way. I'm about 43. I'm 43 now, and I'm still. I can still kind of keep going. So you know, again, that's just a testament that at 43, I can still keep going, keep myself relevant with you guys, you younger kids. 
But I kind of like in the same boat with like Proctor. I don't give a shit about, you know, I, the joke has always been the joke. Oh, Peter, I asked for apples. Blah, blah, blah. I don't give a shit. I really don't. If I get an assist, I tell you, I had the assist. If I don't, no, don't give it to me. Give it to him. Like yesterday, screaming at Uncle Fister, do not put three goals on the board because I didn't score one. Don't give me a goal I didn't score. Put two on there. I mean, I don't give a shit. I like playoffs. That's where I like to play. That's when I like to get angry, and that's how I like to get pissed, and that's why I like to be a dick. So I do have a question for you that I kind of thought of just now, and I, I just shoot asking openly. Uh, how many uh, playoff games have you won in MNL? I have won like a uh, couple. I've won a couple. I okay. haven't won a lot. Okay. And, and the reason we haven't won a lot was because I think the we won uh, we won with the Ducks, right? Let me see I think. With the North Stars, I don't remember. We the first year, I can't remember if it was just single game elimination. I can't remember what it was, or it was double elim- three game elimination. We beat the Whalers once. We lost to the Whalers twice. Right, that, that's yeah. the one. That Otto always says, "Oh, I, I had think, the game winning." You know, I had the yeah. game winner on my stick in regulation, yeah, but then couldn't score. And, uh, and then with uh, the the next years with the Ducks, I don't remember if we got swept that series or. Americans yeah. won a game. I guess. Those were those were all sweeps. Sweet. But I remember the no, most... it wasn't not the third year. I thought no, I didn't no, the year, year two, year, year two, two was sweeps, sweep. and then year, year three, three, I think we won. We won a game with the North Stars. Yes, and then we got we lost the other two games. But I Correct. think, but if I remember correctly, too, with uh, I thought I can't remember if we were missing somebody in our first game or if we were running shorthanded in some one of those series, like somebody wasn't there or something like that. Yeah. But yeah. I haven't won a lot of games, but in the same sense, though, too, it's like I said last year. Last year, I played I played three games less than everybody, and I ended up with the point lead. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, you know, it's just a matter of I feel this team's a much better team that I play, and I, and I know Boston put a couple good teams together, but. And the last year, you guys beat the Americans in the wild card game. Yes. I do remember that. And you yes. guys put a, a beat down on them in that Yes, game. that's what it was. That was we, 5-0. We put the beat down on the Americans, and then we came in a little too too cocky in ourselves that we could do a little Ooh, bit more. Cocky pistol. Yeah. No, that's so much that. But, I mean, the, the North Stars the, the North Stars were actually one of the better teams last year. They actually were running very well at that point. Right? I think they kind of limped in, but I think they kind of, right at the last couple of games, they started playing a lot better hockey. And when we met them, it, it was like, I think the first game we won or we did well in the first game. And then after that, you know, the they put the dessert swarm and they were just focusing on me and there was no secondary you know there was the secondary help wasn't there and it wasn't like i didn't do nothing i still had a couple of assists i still had like several shots on net but we couldn't put the puck in the fucking net at that point i was it who who was their goal was it z who was their goalie last year yeah yeah i mean he just shut the door on everybody and it's like you know go figure yeah, I think, uh, you know, the Final Four is obviously a pretty good matchup. I don't think there's any gimmies on either side yeah. of the road. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, a few other shout-outs. If you haven't started uh, following the Instagram account of, I think it's MNL underscore hockey, uh, activity has increased a lot there, a lot of good content there. Also, the podcast now has their own Instagram account as well at Benders and Brews uh, as well. Posting a lot of stuff, kind of getting that uh, following up as well. Follow both of those. You know, call the Whoop line, 714-75-WHOOP. Email the show. Follow, subscribe to Twitch, youtube.mnlhl.com. Uh, Anybody have anything else before we uh, leave? Yes, Hedis, I look forward to seeing you on Monday. You're my favorite goalie. Hedis. No, that's Hedis himself. He told me that. He says I'm his favorite goalie because I've scored all my goals against him. Anybody else? Um, I don't have anything. Do you have any closing thoughts? Uh, the the do you have like a an obit for the Whalers or the Nordiques? 
what we 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 kind of talked about like the teams that excelled. We didn't really talk about like, and I don't want to dwell on this at long at all, but like about the teams that just didn't end up making it. You know, I'd li- I'd like to think that uh, you know, right now we're we're about we're in the playoffs. We're about the teams that are currently available or currently still in it, currently for that cup uh, type of thing. The other Your teams really really don't matter. I feel like. My assumption is we'll have more of a year in review episode after the the keg is won. So I think we'll kind of get to that a little bit more. But right now, let's look at those teams that are having the chance to have that prestigious right of putting your name on the keg. I was going to say the the Deeks, the Whalers, and the Ducks need the podcast more than ever. The 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 North Stars. Look at the cocky Skillman right there. He's, He's just got, got that grin. little shit eating grin on his face like, right now. What do you say about that? That's normal. <laughs> I was born this way. I got, I got Dynamite no drop in money. We'll be we'll be ready Monday. Good. Well, that that was like I I think earlier in the day I put out a hey we don't have anybody. Pettis was like I'm not 100 percent sure. I might have to you know I'm gonna have stuff come up. I might have to fill in on a goalie on the other team that I'm kind of like semi for. I'm not sure if I'm available. And I put out there nobody else in the podcast channel was like I'm available. So I put out something in general like is anybody available? And we put something up like. We might have to cancel, and Drager's like, we cannot cancel in the playoffs. It's the playoffs. Somebody hit someone. Exactly. And then we did that, and then we were just like, hey, you know, Cam, stop hitting wood in the deck. Actually, you know, just be safe, everyone, next week. Remember, no matter how pissed off you get, we're all friends. We're all going to have beers afterwards. Be nice. Always wear a cup. Always wear a cup, Dylan. But I think there was one thing that we could agree on is nobody wanted to hear me on the podcast by myself just talking. Viewership would be an all-time low. They don't want to hear me or Skillman talk right now. They don't want to hear any of us, yet yeah. people are still listening right now, and I don't know why. I got I to gotta be in freaking Royal Oak in like 10 minutes. <laughs> if uh, if you're still listening, uh, you know, ping me tomorrow if you hey. actually listen this fucking far. We, we got 14 viewers right now. That's a pretty, that's that's about our average well, number. People have fallen through, but yeah, let's, let's wrap it up real quick. So, as uh, you know, like we were talking about, we got the Golden Seals versus the Americans in our first matchup of the night. We have the North Stars and the Tigers. Give us a call, 714-75-WHOOP. Leave us a message on that voicemail. I don't even know if we've ever had anybody email the show, so whatever. You know, if you have Amazon Prime, you have Twitch Prime, make sure you follow us and you subscribe to us if you have it. We're not asking you to throw any money out yourself, but uh, support the league. You know, we got beer for the All-Star game for that, and maybe we can supply some more stuff. So, uh, Skillman. I know you were sick the last like three years on coming in for the podcast. Was this as bad as you thought it was going to be? I I can't come in. I'm washing my hair on Tuesday nights only. (laughs) Was it as bad as you thought it was going to be? It was fine. I'll come back. Oh, you're close too. I am. Bashful Skillman. Bashful Skillman. That's right. And then Pete, what is this like your third or fourth time on here? He loves Uh, it. I don't know. Fourth, fourth time. Yeah. Yeah. And Drager's our, our backup emergency guest, so we always appreciate that. I never appreciate being here, but I'm only here to make sure that the ratings go up. That's, that's what I was here for. <laughs> You're just here for the good looks. I'm here for the ratings. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> that, yeah, that's really more, than, more than fair, but uh, <laughs> yeah. We're over. We're out.